Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it open 24-7-365. And we go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show, and he's kind enough to join us, Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Hello, Ken. How are you doing? Uh, good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Yes, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, let's get to it. We haven't had a chance to have an end of the year conversation. I know you did the media availability Wednesday last week, uh, and I know you're gonna. I think you're going off to the Memorial Cup this week. It's gonna. This is a very busy stretch uh, coming up here because uh, I think you got to squeeze in the meetings as well for the draft and everything. Before we get to all of that. Has anything changed now that you've been, you know, a week removed from the Oilers being vanquished by the Vegas Golden Knights? Just in terms of your assessment, like, has any has there been greater clarity in terms of maybe um, why ultimately the team who had a good year came up a little bit short against Vegas? No, I, I think that's playoffs. I think you know, obviously, I've been fortunate to have been part of lots of playoff teams. You know, we, you know, I watched the other night, uh, you know, Dallas excuse, Dallas holds Vegas to 10 shots on goal the first two periods, and Vegas ties it late and wins it in overtime. I mean, that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, ultimately, we didn't find ways to win games, and I think that's what you got to do in the playoffs. I, you know, as you start to get, you know, from the final 16 to the final 8 to the final 4 to the final 2, I think it's just about finding ways to ways to win and uh, when you're the last team standing you've found more ways to win than uh, than your opponents and uh, I th- we had leads in all six games against Vegas uh, in every game um, obviously lost four of them um, so you know I think there's a variety of reasons why I don't think ultimately it's any one reason I think that uh, the things that Vegas did over the 82 game season to end up winning the winning the West is probably what they're doing against they did against us and early on here two games in they're doing against uh, Dallas they, uh, they 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 find ways and uh, um, we've got to kind of use this as a learning experience retool here a little bit obviously we're we're, we're salary cap challenged but we do have a good team we finished with the sixth best record in the overall in the standings in the National Hockey League over 82 games I think we had the second best record the second half behind Boston so we've obviously they got a good team in the in the prime. But many of our most of our players in the prime of their career, we got to try to uh, learn from it and uh, play our way back in for uh, the same situation next year. And and hopefully uh, these experiences are going to make a difference at some point in time. Ken, I don't mean to oversell the importance of this off season, but I actually think this is the most important off season you can have. And all the while knowing that you do have limited cap space, which means it's going to require an incredible amount of creativity to improve the team. But the bottom line is you do have to improve the team regardless of the natural maturation that's going to, like Stewart Skinner is going to have, I have to think he'll be better in the playoffs next year. You know, obviously he got pulled in three of his final four starts against Vegas. I just believe in Stewart enough to know he'll be better for that experience. But at the end of the day, you guys are going to have to be very creative, aren't you, to find ways to improve the hockey club? Yeah, like 
part of improvement sometimes is Bob is just internal. It's, it's internal growth. It's being, you know, it's 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 being in these situations over and over and over and over again. I think I said that in the press conference the first day that I was. I was hired. You, if you want to win a Stanley Cup, you got to be in the playoffs every year, and you're going to have lots of disappointments. And ultimately, you're hoping that those disappointments are going to lead to, you know, one or two times that you're 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 the last team, the last team standing. So, um, you, you know, we, I think that our improvement probably has to come on the defensive side of the puck. Yeah. You know, we led the league in goals. We led the league in uh, power play. I think it's historic power play. I mean, the power play was even better in the playoffs than it was in the regular season. But certainly, uh, you know, the five-on-five play and the and the goals against. And I think just the, the, the realization that, you know, those games in October, November, December, January, uh, how you play is probably going to have some effect on what goes on in April, May, and, and June. And, you know, it's not going to be perfect every night for 82, for 82 nights. These, these other teams are NHL teams too. So, but, but certainly, uh, you know, obviously we're going to try to, to, to be better, a little bit better five on five. We're going to try to be, uh, you know, get the goals against down our, 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 our diff- we had the third best goals, the third best goal differential in the, in the league behind Boston. And, I think it was Dallas at plus sixty-seven. We we're plus sixty-five, but certainly a large chunk of that success was on was on the offensive side of the puck. So you know, you start to looking at these games now. Here you're watching this this round one nothing last night, and it's two two going into overtime. You know, the five four games kind of go out the window, and it's it's you're starting to tighten up. So I think part of it is you know do we make a few changes but i also think it's just again it's the experience of being in these games and and and, and learning from them all right you played goal yourself um what's Pat Burns line goaltending 70% of hockey unless you don't have it then it's 100% of hockey it was an odd year you signed Jack Campbell to be the guy five times five he struggled Stuart Skinner exceeded expectations and then Jack got better down the stretch and Stuart kind of looked to me a little bit fatigued come playoff time um I know you stated you believe that Campbell's going to bounce back next year you kind of got to stick with this guy don't you Ken yeah I mean I you just look around the National Hockey League at goalies that signed four and five year deals a year ago, and you know they some of them weren't up to the expectations, and this year they were beyond expectations. I I think over four, five, six years when you sign players, it's it's a hard league. It's hard to be at the at the, at the better than everybody else year after year after year after year. And I also think when you sign a, I think I'd said it at my press conference when you're when you sign a a big contract and you go to a different city, a new city. You know, we put a lot of pressure on yourself, and many times the first year is a tough year to, to living up to the expectations. So, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I had we had great exit meeting, uh, Woody and I, with uh, Jack Campbell. He's, you know, he obviously finished strong. He had, a, I think, his last two or three starts, he was excellent. And when he went in a relief, he was he was excellent uh, in the playoffs. Obviously, it's trying to level out and 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 and, and play at a, at a at a more consistent level for a longer period of time um than 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 he did um Stu's 24 year old rookie never never been uh, in that situation ever in his lifetime with uh, being a number one goaltender on a team that had uh, Stanley Cup aspirations so I'm sure he's going to learn a lot from uh, what happened and I think that uh, 
I, you know, we finished sixth overall. Obviously, we scored a lot of goals, but uh, I, I, I believe strongly that we're going to get real good goaltending next year. All right. You made the most impactful trade at the deadline, getting Matthias Eckholm a change of complexion for your defense. Uh, it also helped Evan Bouchard. That said, um, and uh, I, what I'm hearing is that there's not going to be significant widening in the uh, the cap. It might only go up by a million dollars. Does that mean you're going to ultimately have to use the system to your advantage uh, with Evan? Like, uh, is the more likely scenario a short-term bridge as opposed to a longer-term deal at this time? Well, I'm not going to negotiate until I, I haven't right. I really talked to their camp yet. But uh, you know, obviously, the cap is going. I'm I'm expecting the cap going from 82.5 to 83.5. So it's going up a million dollars. Right. Um, obviously, we've got some. We, we you know we had two seven fifty retained on Lucic. His contract's expired. We had one five on a buyout um, from Sekera. He's off the book. So you know, there's two and a quarter, and the the cap goes up a million dollars. There's three and a quarter. Um, uh, 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 you know, Stu Skinner's going from 750 to 2.6. So, yeah. you know, I got to get Ryan McLeod signed. I got to get uh, Boost signed. Um, I got to be cap compliant. Uh, so, um, every off season is an important off season. You know, because you know every, every you know the, the, this team's in the really in their in in, in our window. So. Um, We'll go to work on it, and we're going to try to find solutions here to put the best team that we can on the ice. Uh, in your conversations, without totally uh, revealing the Cadbury secret, Ken, um, in your conversation with some of the pending UFAs, so that'd be, you know, like, uh, uh, for the sake of argument, Bukestad and Janmark and, and Derek Ryan, did you get a sense that there was an appreciation from those players about the opportunity to win uh, in terms of future? Absolutely, I think I think one of the things that we really have is a great chemistry, and I think all the players in our on our on our team and in our room really enjoy um, one another. Um, they enjoy the passion of playing in a in a in a Canadian market with a passionate fan base, um, and I think for the most part, most of not all of them would love to be here now. Saying all that. I'm going to go back to what you and I talked about two minutes ago. Obviously, I've got we've got big decisions to make because of the cap, and and uh, I'm going to meet with all these 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 players and talk to their agents here over the next uh, week to ten days and see if we can at least keep some of them because uh, they were big pieces. You know, in a secondary role, they were they were they were you know the bottom six. You know, we we what we have eleven forwards. They got. Ten goals or more. We we got really good secondary scoring. They they you know they, they they pitched in and contributed all year. And we got even in the playoffs. Obviously, got some goals from Bukestad, goals from goals from uh, um, you know Warren Fogle and that Ryan scored a goal and uh, Tim Costin scored a couple of one game in LA. I think he had three goals. So certainly uh, that's a part of being successful in the playoffs because as you start to go along, the best players start to kind of. You know, I don't say shut the, but they but they match one another. You start to get to the round eight and the round of four, and secondary secondary scoring is massive. So I would like to to, to re up some of them, but but I got to go through the process now with their agents. All right, you also have to bet. You kind of alluded to this before. Do you have to kind of bet on a couple of your own guys from an organic growth perspective? And I'm speaking particularly of Holloway and Broberg. 
Yeah, and Lavoie obviously is a is a is a waiver player too. So you know we got to go to training camp now. Obviously, you know in Lavoie's case, he's a waiver player. Um, you know if he doesn't make our team in training camp, got any waivers? Holloway's not in that not not in that situation. So um, and Norris Broberg, we'll, right? Norris Broberg. Just so we'll. You know, I think I'll factor all. And now, uh, obviously, all those guys, all those players we're talking about, their cap numbers are, you know, I think Broberg's 860 and Holloway's around 925 and Lavoie, we got we to sign. So, you know, they're, they're, if they don't be on the, if they're not on the team, you open up a roster spot, but, you're, but certainly you're working with that, that amount of money, you know, and when you go, when you go to the, 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 the UFA market with, 750, 775 is a minimum, 800, 850, you know, obviously it's a challenge. So certainly youth in, you know, within your organization is critical for two reasons. Number one, it plays cheap. And number two, you you hope that they, they, they make your team and they, they get better. And that's how your, that's how your team gets better. So those are all the things that will factor in here over the course. Obviously this is from now, from the time your, your team season is over until, you know, middle of July 5th, July 10th, somewhere in there is the, is the, the, the key time in, in, in rebuilding or remaking your team for the uh, upcoming uh, season. So, you know, started last week, did all our exit interviews last week, was done on Friday. Um, now, now starting to reach out to some agents and, uh, you know, as they start to head into, you know, obviously there's the combine, go there for a couple days. We don't have a first, we don't have a third and a fourth. So part of going to the combine, maybe bump into some, some general managers and start to kind of see what some other teams are thinking about their teams and kind of go through the process between the free agency and, you know, our organizational pro scouting meetings or organizational amateur scout meetings and kind of do all our preparation from uh, around July, June, June 20th to July the 5th is when all, all, all the moves are happening. We're joined by Ken Hall. And Ken, one of the things you said is you didn't want to move a number one for a rental. You moved two number ones, but you got three-plus years of Matthias Ekholm, and you know how much I love the, the – we're going to have a Bill of Forge Jr. coming up out of Seattle. You know how much I love the Schaefer pick when Tyler stepped up and made – and he did step up to make that pick. Um, now, you're in a you, – the, the time is now. Would you hesitate at all in trading future number ones if you could get a player at a good price point with term that could help you? Well, first off, I'm not sure if we have the money. To, 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 right. Like, I mean, it would have to be somebody making peanuts. Okay. Um, now, I, I think ultimately, ultimately, you know, I kind of look at it like this, Bob. I, I, I think we got to build. We got to build our team within the the cap, and then and then you get to the trade deadline. Um, and then that's what I, you know, you then 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 you've got to hopefully a little cap space, and you can you can put somebody on it and make so it gives your team a little bit of a like you can't win the cup in October November. You, you can go seventy five and seven and not win the Stanley Cup, you know. So ultimately, it's about peaking and playing your best hockey um, at the right time. So 
got to put a team on the ice that we think we believe is going to compete for a playoff team. You look at, I think Florida. If, I mean, what were they? Went away from from missing the tournament, and now they're two games away or one game away from being it's in the finals. And they were getting yeah. ripped. Ken, they traded number ones in back to back years for Sherratt and Giroux, got bounced out in the second round. Then they move another number one in the Kachuk trade and t- trade away two pretty good players. And 12 games out there getting ripped, and here they are a game away from the Stanley Cup final. And, and that's why I guess, Bob, but my, my message is nothing's guaranteed. Like, you know, like you can make all these things. You know, how many President's Trophy teams have won the Stanley? I think two President's Trophy teams in 16 years have won the Stanley Cup since the implementation of the salary cap uh, in 2005-2006. So it's, it, you, ultimately, you've got to do it on the ice. You've got to be good enough to be in the tournament. You've got to be in the top 16. But there are no guarantees or moves that, that all of a sudden you can guarantee that you're going you're gonna to go win the Stanley Cup. you just got to be in the tournament, and then you've got to go do it. So... So at the end of the day, we're going to try to put the best team we can on the ice. The first order of business is be a playoff team. Play your way into the playoffs, and and then and then when the playoffs start, then you then you then you got to go do it. And and uh, um, we're going to try to here over the next six weeks to to make moves to make the to, to to make the team the best that we can within a salary cap. Obviously, we got challenges, but there's just probably half the teams in the league are in the same position as we are. I don't know, ten, fifteen teams are are right up against it, and got to make different decisions and and then and then yeah, part of it is like you said is the organic is the internal is the internal competition we need some people to you know I, I look at the you know you look at Nuge the year he had two years ago and the new the year he had last year and Zach Hyman the year he had this year two years ago you know that's how you get better it's got it it, it, it it can't always be a press conference to go out and have another another addition and not in a salary cap world we got we I believe we have a really good team we were sixth overall in the regular season. I think I read somewhere where you said since Jay Woodcroft took over, or second or third or something second. in the league. Yeah, the, the second best season. record since he's become the head coach. Yeah, you know that's that's over that's over a full that's over what 120 80 games this year and probably close to 40. That's over 100. So it's not a small sample size. It's a real sample size. We did go to the final four. We lost to a really good Vegas team in the in the second round this year. Um, Got to stick with it. Got to stick with it, and, and, and keep 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 putting ourselves in the position, uh, play our way back into the position um, that we were this year, and believe that the experiences, um, past experiences, where your team at in in terms of being in their in their prime years are going to be all factors that that ultimately lead to winning a Stanley Cup. Ken, um, you, you have a year left in your deal. You mentioned that. Now, you were offered a VP, you know, executive VP role of Detroit. Obviously, that could be in play here, too, as well, with Edmonton beyond the term length of your contract. Where I'm going with this is you have a fiduciary responsibility as well in terms of, you know, Leon Dreisettle and Connor McDavid contracts. Do you factor that in, or is that too far out at this time in terms of because we might see a jump because of how the escrow will be paid off by the end of next season. We might see a significant jump for the 24-25 season. In the back of your mind, any potential moves, are you also factoring in what, what is going to likely to be required to take, you know, to, to get Leon and Connor committed long term? And I'm not suggesting they're not committed. Anybody that's seen them play and seen how dug in they've been over the last three or four years knows how committed they are as players. But does that get factored in at all at this stage yet? 
in terms of decision making, um, I, I think yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I think I said you know we're in a window. We're, 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 we're this is you know. Connor and Leon are what twenty five and twenty six. They're in their prime years. I mean, I can go through the age of the the, the team. The, 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 for the the majority of the team is in their prime years. Got some some you know Ekholm's thirty two, but but you you need some elder statesmen on right. your team, veteran guys. That's a piece of the puzzle. That's 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 what I've learned. Is you need and, and, and obviously he's a defenseman, and then his 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 impact on on Bouchard. So you know we're 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 in in it to, we're in it to, to be the very best we can, and ultimately, the, the, the goal is to try to be a Stanley Cup champion. Um, and like I said, it's it's there are no guarantees. There's no magic wands. You you got to be at it and be at it and be at it and be at it every every year. And we're going to try to you know tweak, make our team a little bit different, a little bit better. And certainly, the goal is to have Connor and Leon play here their entire careers. Um, and certainly, the goal is to try to win. Stanley Cup or more. Um, that's the long-term plan. I, I just go to the day-to-day plan. You know, t- t- today I'm working on, on, I'm talking to some agents and, you know, we're planning and, and I just think if you take care of each day, you know, everything, the big stuff takes care of itself. If you're so caught up with what's one and two and three years down the road, you'll miss taking care of the little the little things because ultimately it's those, whether it's on the ice, those little turnovers or those 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 undisciplined penalties or those 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 little things that ultimately determine that, that you're out and somebody else moves on. It's the same thing in the general manager's chair. It's all those little things because you know the little the little moves that you make sometimes can have a big impact on your team. But you've got to take care of your business on a on a day to day basis. Ken, I'll give you another stat, and I brought it up when you did your availability. You took over a team that was 25th. Uh, the team under you as general manager has got the eighth best record in the National Hockey League over the last four years. I'm fairly confident where you're going to finish next year, uh, barring, you know, two significant injuries. Uh, I will predict by the end of next season that the Oilers will have a top six record in the league with you as GM over the five-year window. So keep it going. And uh, are you you're heading off the Memorial Cup this weekend? Or next week? Yeah, I'm here in the I'm here in the office this week. I'm going to head out to uh, go watch Memorial Cup three four days next week, and want to watch some games. But I, you know, maybe I'm sure there'll be a few managers around there, and you know, you never know when you're just uh, sitting on the rail chatting to somebody what what might come up. All right, awesome stuff. We appreciate you joining us here in Oilers now, Ken. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. Bye. You bet. That is Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. Uh, we'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kelburn. Catch up with Seattle Thunderbirds General Manager Bill LaForge. who just won the WHL Championship when we come back.